Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. I'm your host for today, and we are all about living joy and sharing joy in the world. Today, we are going to focus on real life and joy. And to walk us through this conversation, it is such an honor to welcome Chantel Dudley. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Well, You and I were talking before we went live, and one of the things I said to you is, girl, if anyone has lived a real life, it has been you. Here's just a couple of the things that I wrote down. 17 kiddos. This is through birth, marriage, adoption, and five deaths, Mm -hmm. which is also real life. It is. Where do we start? (laughs) Have you always lived in Bemidji? I mean, we got to start from the beginning. Start from there. That's a good place to start. No, I moved to Bemidji... Oh, goodness, I don't know, 20 years ago, but I'm from Michigan, Benton Harbor, St. Joe, Michigan, and I was an Air Force brat as well, so I lived in Southern Illinois for a while. That's real life right there. That's, that, we yes. didn't even mention that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I moved to Minnesota to be a nanny for a pastor and his wife that had moved from Illinois to Minnesota to the Waconia, Minnesota area. So I was a nanny for their five children, w- w- went to New York and was a nanny there for a short period of time and then came back to Minnesota. Wow. You are no stranger to kids. You love cl- you love kids, clearly. I really do. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. So at what point do you start? Do, do you always know the Lord during this point or where where did the Lord come in here for you? Well, I grew up in church and I grew up um uh, you know, a family church. My uncle was the pastor, and and my relatives went to the church, my cousins and everything, and and grew up in a Christian home. However, there was a lot of abuse, and there was um, and I have been on QFM before sharing my story of sexual abuse and and all of the years of that. So I had walked away from the Lord for many, many, many years, just because I was so confused. You know, growing up in a Christian home and and all of this happening. So there was a lot of confusion as a child to me. I walked away for many years and eventually gave my life back to the Lord a little over 20 years ago. Wow, praise the Lord. Right. And you're here today. Hallelujah. So at some point in here, you Mm -hmm. meet your husband. I do. Okay, let's talk about that. I love these romance stories. I know, that's a really good story. So my husband um, is from Lake George. He lived in Lake George for 30 plus years. And... um, I had a resort near Itasca State Park. I was going through a divorce. Mm. His older sister was one of my best friends. And so eventually we met, were introduced to each other. He also had gone through a divorce, and he was in ministry, and that was very difficult for him. Um, And eventually we met, we dated for about a year and a half, and then got married in 2004. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Neat story. He's a great guy. He is a great guy. I wish you probably talk to him sometime too. And he would have a whole other version of real life, right? Yes, he would. <laughs> <laughs> it's good getting it from mom's side and dad's side. That's right. And so when you meet him, are there already kids involved? Because at some point right. this emerges into just this massive family. It really does. Yeah. I had four children. And he had three, so he's a little bit older than me, and so his children were a little older than my children. And so that was a 
that was interesting. It was there was complications blending that. You know, anytime you blend a family, it there's some com- complications and some hurdles to to go over. And we went through those and had now we you know so we have seven children, his three, my four. About a year and a half into our marriage, we were going to a church that really has a heart for adoptions. Many people in the in the church had adopted children. And at one point, our pastor and his wife were up um, on stage having their little son prayed for. They had adopted a little guy. His name was Tristan. And knowing that he was not going to live very long, he, he just had a stem of his brain. And I really didn't understand why anybody would do that. It really, that, that kind of bothered my heart. It hurt my heart. And But at that point, when they were praying for little Tristan, I leaned over to my husband and I said, I think we're going to adopt. And he kind of patted my knee and leaned over and said, shh, quiet. And then eventually said, go lay down. That, that feeling will go away. It didn't go away. I didn't bring it up to my husband again. And three weeks later, he had been praying about it during that time, and I didn't know about it. During that time, the Lord put on his heart that we were also going to adopt. So what God can do with our yes is we said yes to one child. We said yes to a child with this, 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 and this. And we said no to children with X, Y, Z. The Lord smiles, and he brings us a child with X, Y, Z. But we learned how to parent him. Mm -hmm. We learned how to parent him and love him and take care of him. His name is Travis, and, and he was very complicated medically. And, you know... We felt like we were doing good. My husband was a pastor. Um, He was also working at the nursing home at the time, doing many different things. I was a stay-at-home mother. And the Lord put it on our heart to adopt again. And so eventually, over time, we ended up adopting 10 children. This is amazing. Just For me, just to wrap around this, because we all get different calls. Right. By the way, I love the the piece where you already have the, yeah, we're going to do this. And it's like, <laughs> it, it just the Lord had to spend about three weeks with that one, right? That's right. <laughs> I just love it when God does that. I just love, I, I this is one thing I loved about uh, when talking with married couples, too, is that it's so fascinating how God works mm-hmm. with each of us in his time. Exactly. And I don't want to be the Holy Spirit because I'm not the Holy Spirit. Right. And so if the Lord put it on my heart, he's going to be faithful to eventually put it on his heart. You know, and and he doesn't need me nagging because he's not going to hear the Lord then. So it really worked that, you know, not often that I'm that obedient and quiet for that long. (laughs) This is where I feel like there's a lot of people going, Neon, don't be a nag. Neon, don't be a nag, right? (laughs) That's right. As women, right? We know know what that phrase sounds or looks Mm -hmm. like. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I love that you bring that. And let the Holy Spirit do the Holy Spirit's job. That should be the other neon. Let the Holy Spirit do the Holy Spirit job. I love this. So in caring for these children, knowing that some of them may not make it. You've got to talk to us about this. I just, I mean, I have so much admiration for this. Well, and I think that's that's a lot of people's perspective. I've had people, in fact, I just saw a post today, somebody tagged me in, and it was a post about somebody who takes children in to die. That wasn't us. We did not, we did not intend for that to happen. We had one little girl, her name was Renaya, and we knew that she was not going to live long. And I had said no. I said, why would anybody do that? I'm not going to take in a child to bury a child. That's 
that's not what my heart is. And I didn't really even pray about it, to be honest. And I was reaching in my closet one morning, and a vision flashed in front of my eye quickly of her funeral. And there were two people standing there. And I said, well, that's sad. There's nobody there to grieve, grieve her death. And the Lord says, you're missing it. There's nobody there to celebrate the life that she did have. So I called her social worker that day, and I said, we will take her. We'll figure this out. Um, but she was the only one that we took in that we knew was palliative care. All of the other children we anticipated would have long lives. It was one of the questions that we asked all of the doctors at all of the appointments, and we were always told they're probably going to live a good life, a long, healthy life, or, you know, healthy for them. Right. Um, And so we didn't anticipate that. Um, But the Lord knew, and he will give us grace for that day, not saying that it, you know, that it was easy, not saying that there weren't moments of a lot of doubt and a lot of questions, but he is faithful. If he brings you to it, he's going to bring you through it. And, and he does, and he still is. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that you shared this vision because the Lord completely reframed how you were looking at this just by that vision. Right. And how and often I wasn't is even doing, thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, you weren't even thinking. I mean, no. and, and God does this mm-hmm. when we are willing right. <laughs> to see it sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Because Correct. And he will use different things mm-hmm. to speak to us at times. I completely believe that. And I also love when you talk about lives, none of us knows no. how long we have. Mm. And there's sort of this, we make up, oh, I'm going to live till whatever age and everything's going right. to be this certain way. And mm-hmm. the reality is, that's not the reality. Right. Right. It's not often the reality. You know, in 2016, I ha- I was speaking at a women's retreat. And I had a young mom. I was speaking about uh, forgiveness and, and past, our past and everything. And then we broke off into um, smaller sections. And I had a young mom that shared with me and we were talking about what are you afraid of and she said i'm afraid to completely let go and trust god because what if he asks what if he requires someday of me one of my children and i was like whoo that's heavy and i said you know i don't know i honestly don't know i've never been there and this was in october of 2016 and i said but i would hope that my roots are planted so deeply into the ground that if and when that storm comes, I wouldn't be blown over in the storm. And it was two months later that my daughter passed away. And so it was, the Lord reminds me of that all of the time when there are days that are so difficult that I don't want to come out of my my bedroom or I don't want to be around my older children or I don't want to open up that day because I'm afraid of the pain. He reminds me of that all the time. And I just believe that even using that beautiful girl to ask that question was a reminder for me, knowing what was coming for me. He uses that to remind me. And what I love is that it's also the reminder that God can use anyone Mm -hmm. to speak to us. And we never know sometimes even until they say it right that we need to hear it and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's for the moment but sometimes it's a preparation of what's to come exactly i am 
probably sure that you have experienced that quite a bit Mm -hmm. throughout your life where people have just come in and come out and they've been a part of God working because you're ready. You have the, the, I call it the open ears. Okay. I used to call it Dumbo ears. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so yes. Like Dumbo ears, it's like mm-hmm. you are just waiting for God. It's sort of that, my ears are ready, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Your servant is listening, mm-hmm. right? right? But I always call it Dumbo ears because they're those big, huge ears that just, you know the voice. Right, right. And sometimes through other people. Right. And I have such a longing inside of me of to be obedient. You know, I, I'm not, by nature, I'm not a, a rebel troublemaker or, you know, I'm a little flighty sometimes, <laughs> but I have a desire to be obedient and to do what he's calling us to do. Yeah, I love this. We are going to talk more about obedience, and we might even talk about flighty schmighty. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> we are going to take a brief pause. We are talking with uh, Chantel Dudley. We are talking about real life and joy. We'll be back in just a moment. When it comes to planning for your future, you want an advisor who understands your Christian values. Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson offer financial planning based on biblical principles. They can help you plan for your goals in a way that is consistent with your faith. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson today. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Ameriprise Financial offers financial services without regard to religious affiliation or cultural background. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy and Live Joy, Share Joy. I like to be infused with joy all the time. Every Monday through Friday, I do an Infusion of Joy video on Facebook and Instagram. I cover a topic related to joy and provide insights, perspectives, and distinctions, as well as offer an opportunity for you to continue digging even deeper into your own joy. Make sure you're following me on the Life Full of Joy Facebook page and on Instagram at Live Joy, Share Joy. Are you currently renting your home? Give Team Aylesworth, Noemi, Harry, and Abby of Real Living First Realty a call. Trust them to help guide you through the home buying process. With interest rates as low as they are, now is a good time to take that leap into being a homeowner. The award-winning customer service team is ready to make you their priority. Call Noemi at 218-760-4689 or click the link for Team Aylesworth on the Business Impact Partner page at yourqfm.com. Make owning a home your reality today. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy, and with me today is Chantel Dudley. We are talking about real life and joy. Welcome back to the show. Chantel, going into the break, we were talking about obedience. Mm -hmm. And this has been something that for you, your whole life has been a piece of you. Let's talk about what does it really mean to be obedient? Because a lot of people use the O word, and I'm not sure they really know what obedience is really about. Right. Well, I know that In the Bible, it says, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. And so, and I think, so I'm a mom, obviously, of 17, and I I want my children to obey me because I love them and they love me, not because I'm a mom with a big stick waiting for them to step out of line, but so that they can learn to heed my voice 
and trust me in what they should do. You know, and I that's the same as with the Lord, that he wants us to be so tuned into his voice that when he whispers to us, go tell that person, I love them, or adopt a child, yeah. that he can trust us to say, yes, Lord, yes, I will do that, whatever. I don't understand it. This wasn't part of my plan, but it's part of your plan. Therefore, I'll make it my plan. Yes, amen. And one of the things I love bringing up around obedience is also discernment. So mm-hmm. discernment's my big thing mm-hmm. is discerning. Is this the voice of God? Right. Is this for me or is it for someone else? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> is this just for me to plop out there and, and of course, let the Holy Spirit do the rest? Right. Talk to us about when you are in that place of obedience, what are the ways that you discern? Is this God's will or is this Chantel's will? Right. That's a good good question. Very good question. And I think a lot of times people don't stop to ask that question. For me personally, I have always asked the Lord for multiple con- confirmations from people that I have not spoken to so that I am not milking them for what I want to hear or don't want to hear from the Lord. But I ask that he usually bring it to me in three different methods or from three different people. Um, just out of the blue. And there were times, like even with our adoptions, where it felt like we could adopt again, but well, we really didn't want to. And my husband and I would sit down and watch a movie, and it was not a movie about anything to do with adoptions that we saw on the jacket or the sleeve, you know, of the DVD. And the movie would turn and be about adoption. And my husband and I would look at each other. Okay, <laughs> there's some confirmation. <laughs> You know, and so we don't rush into things. We wait for that discernment. We wait for the confirmations because, boy, we sure can get busy doing a lot of things. But is it what God wants us busy with? Yes. And is it our agenda or God's agenda? Right. Because it is so easy for us to put our agenda Mm -hmm. front and center, right? It's so easy. And especially in our world, Mm -hmm. it's so easy to do that. Obviously, you are in tune to the Lord's voice. You have the big ears listening. You've got the obedience. What are the things that you do on a regular basis to make sure you are in relationship with him, in touch with him, so that you know it is him? For sure, it's the word, being in the word. Um, Doing Bible studies, which I have to confess, I have not been doing as many of those lately. I've been extremely busy lately with, with the children, but... Having the word playing in the background, having Christian music playing in the background, um, for me, that's that's huge. The music, and a lot of times it'll be even just instrumental worship music that mm-hmm. I'll have, and it will prepare my heart to hear from him. Mm-hmm. And I have, <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but I think I've said it on here before, bathroom ministries. If it comes to me, if, if this thought, idea, this impression on my heart, if I feel that it's something from the Lord and it comes to me while I'm in my bathroom, I pay closer attention to it. Not going to lie. I love it. I just I just put this down. Bathroom ministries. I think this must be a coined term. <laughs> I think so. I'm, I'm starting to envision this whole line of merch that could come I know, out right? with bathroom ministries. I love it. it. See, you and I could team up. Well, Watch out, We girl. got something here. I love it. I love it. And what I also love is that you are in the Word and 
you have built relationship with him. Yes. And when you are in relationship with him, you just know when you know when you know. Right. Right. He's going to give that to you all the time. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. He is. And I think it's just like you and I sitting here talking to each other. I picture oftentimes a coffee table sitting there with two chairs. Mm. And a lot of people have seen photos of this before. Two teacups or coffee cups. One person's sitting there and the other person is not. And the Lord oftentimes is sitting there just waiting Yes. For us to slow down for a little bit yes. and come and take a break and just sit and build friendship, yes. build that relationship. It is, it's all about relationship with him. We've obviously just gone through with COVID, I mm-hmm. mean, so much, you know, the, the way our time has shifted and the way people are uh, being with each other and time with family. Do you think that COVID has brought people closer to the Lord? Boy, that's a good question. It's a million dollar question. It really is. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I see, I think any time such as COVID, the shutdowns, people not going to church, people altering their schedules, I think it only takes a matter of a month, I believe, to make a new habit. And so I worry about that. I know there are Many people that I've talked to that are doing church at home, fellowship at home, um, you know, I I think that's fine for that period of time, but I really do believe we are to be together in corporate, as a corporate body, in worship, in praise, and, and in the Word. We need each other to build each other up and to lift each other up, and so I, I hope that my physical eyes will start seeing more of that now than than i have been seen it's fascinating because for some people that time to be at home and online worship and Mm -hmm. in the word maybe a little bit more Mm -hmm. maybe developed a different type of relationship with the lord right and for others it could be something different so so really Mm -hmm. our answer is well it depends right 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 (laughs) where did people put their focus right that's right yeah so Real life for you mm-hmm. has had an impact on multiple levels mm-hmm. to the point where you have actually become a part of yes. the Real Life Conference. We've yes. got to talk about this because this is coming up. This is coming up. And, you know, this was birthed out of my real life. I was sitting on my bed in 2019 after my son Travis passed away. Six weeks before that, his brother Jeffrey passed away. And it left me reeling. Um, I I struggled emotionally i struggled with everything inside just the questions because we did not see this 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 came out of the blue for us um we had no warning time and so sitting in my room searching for female speakers moms is what i was looking for that have lost children that were able to still get up and get dressed and be used by the lord that's what i was searching for and that's when Real Life Women's Conference was born. And so I talked to my husband about it. We prayed about it. We talked to our, our, some friends of ours, David and Vicki, and we started a corporation together, Unified Productions Group, and then COVID hit. And I can actually say that was a blessing because I did not know that in 2020, in February of 2020, that my eight-year-old son would pass away suddenly. Yeah. And 
that's when we were going to be doing the conferences. And so I think the Lord knew that I needed some time because this was really going to be one of the biggest storms I've ever been in in my life was with Mathis. So flash forward to 2021. And now we have Real Life Women's Conference coming in Fargo. We've got one in Rapid City, South Dakota, and we've got one in Des Moines, Iowa. Bemidji will be 2022. Wow. Yes. This is exciting. This is exciting. What happens at the Real Life Women's Conference? Women are going to come expecting all sorts of things, and I believe that the Lord will meet them where they are. It is not going to be a story just about death. There are going to be things that people will share. Susie Larson, uh, myself, Plum, and Aisha Woods are going to be speaking at the Fargo event, and they're going to be sharing what the Lord is bringing them through, what he's showing them. We're going to mix it in with some music from J.J. Weeks, Philip Craig and Dean, Plum, and Aisha Woods with some worship. J.J. Weeks and Aisha will be doing worship sets both days, and then we have concerts with Plum and Phillips Craig and Dean on Friday night and Saturday night. You're going to come and feel lifted up, encouraged, challenged, convicted. I think there are so many Christian women, and those of you who know my name know that I have been speaking for years to Christian women about how we view other women, and that oftentimes we view them through a lens that may not be the reality. And so sometimes we come at them a little bit harsh or a little different. And those are things that are going to be talked about, is that we need to love our sisters. We need to lift them up. We need to bring them in. We need to cover them, you know, mother them if they need that. Um, Be that sister. Be that best friend to them and help walk them through their journey as well. Yeah, I'm so encouraged by this. I think about times when I was struggling so much in my own walk, and I I, want to almost say people were judging me Mm -hmm. during that time frame. And then, as of course, as I was getting healed in the Lord, I remember one of the gals talking to me, and she said, well, I just, she was telling me some of the things that she was thinking about me at the time, and I said, did it ever occur to you that I was so wounded and Mm -hmm. so broken that what I needed right. was your love and support, mm-hmm. not right. people talking about me behind my back. Right, I was absolutely broken mm-hmm. and had nothing left to the right. point of, of suicide. Mm-hmm. And it, it was the, is the lens. It goes yes. back to the same lens of, yep. of how we choose to look at people. And I love that you are pulling this together. Mm-hmm. I think this is so important for people. Mm-hmm. So this is October 22nd and 23rd mm-hmm. in Fargo, correct? Correct. Yep. And how do people find, or where do we get tickets? How, how do we get more? Sure. We need more information. Yeah. You can go to unifiedproductionsgroup.com, and there's a ticket link there. The schedule is there. For group ticketing information, you can give me a call at 218-209-1367, and I can help you get group rate discounts. Um, otherwise, you can go on to Facebook or social media and go on to our page, Real Life Women's Conference, for more information and ticketing links as well. And if you are wanting more of a road trip, yes, I love this idea that Iowa or South Dakota could yes. actually be a road trip. Oh, yeah. We have some people I know from Minnesota, from Bemidji area, that are going to Des Moines and, going to, and or going to Rapid City because the speakers and the artists are different. And they're excited about that. So I'm. that gives me, that charges me a little bit too, 
to say, okay, this is good. And if I understand right, you also are looking for volunteers to help with the events as well. So Mm -hmm. should they just get in touch with you? Yes, they can call that number that I just gave, um, and we can put that on social media as well. But yes, we are needing volunteers. So let's, we've got the information Mm -hmm. out. People, hello, you need to go to this conference, right? That's right. It's so worth it. Grab a bunch of girlfriends, Mm -hmm. go to this conference, um, be filled in the Lord, and, and I know that's something for me because, you know, you and I, obviously, we go and speak and we talk to people. We do this. We need a filling, too, yes. right? I mean, yes. this is this And that's is a the beautiful part of, part of this, too. We're going to have this set up so that the speakers and the artists are all there. Because often when we're in ministry, we don't get filled. We're right. so busy working. Yeah. So they are going to be there and getting lifted up and getting filled as well. So it's yeah. going to be really oh. a beautiful event. Oh, we just pray for blessings. I'm so excited about this. So we've just got a little bit of time left, and I guess maybe some final thoughts from you on real life, being Mm. in the present moment. What advice would you give to people to say, hey, live your real life, be present? One thing I love to say is live life on purpose. Make today count. We're here for one life. Do something with it that when you leave, a legacy will be left. You know, and I I say that to my children and my grandchildren. What legacy are you going to leave? Are you going to work so hard and stay so busy working in life that you forget the greater purpose? So live life on purpose. Live life with joy. Live life great. Do it well. Yeah. Amen. And with the Lord. That's right. I mean, really? Is there Mm -hmm. anything else? No, nothing else. Chantel Dudley, you are amazing. Thanks so much for coming and sharing your real life, your joy. Thank you. And your commitment to serving God. It's so just inspirational. You've inspired me today. Well, thank you. And thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. And thanks to all of you for choosing to tune in today. We want to remind you to go out, live joy and share joy. Deb McGregor of Lifeful of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.